0: I'm your host Tommy Ashley. Listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com. Post game, Carolina defeats Alabama in the battle for Atlantis. Greg Barnes, Ross Martin, and myself live in the press room, knocking out this post game podcast. Greg, I thought it was a grind out type game. I thought Leaky Black played well. Garrison Brooks certainly showed out, and Armando Baycott just continues to put up numbers for North Carolina.
2: Yeah, I think this is another game where North Carolina really struggled off the tip. And that was one thing that a lot of the players were talking about after the Elon game. I mean, when you you trail into Elon, uh, they were trailing against Notre Dame. They had a three-point lead against Gordon Webb. And what happens here, uh, first 18 possessions, North Carolina scores on three of them, and they had six turnovers. And fortunately, Alabama is not a very good offensive team, and Carolina did a pretty good job defensively throughout the game. Uh, But Alabama was not able to take advantage of the slow start by North Carolina. And then Carolina had a little bit of a uh, a bump early in the second half. They had that 14-2 run. That really gave them just enough separation. It was pretty much a 10-point game over the final 12, 13 minutes. uh, And they were able to hold on. But I I think more than anything, this is a game where North Carolina, uh, because Cole Anthony had a a tough matchup, uh, the uh, Herbert Jones kids, very long, and so you're able to get some some additional scoring, which has been an issue for this team, and uh, still a ways to go with that, Ross. But but they uh, they made some strides, and actually some, some different guys helped out.
1: At ACC uh, operation basketball, what did Roy say about this team that was kind of surprising?
2: They're going to have to find a way to score. And they were
1: going to struggle in scoring, and it seemed like he made a point to say that. And you look at the shooting percentage here: uh, forty point eight from the field, thirty five point seven from three which is not horrible, but we've seen in five games now this team is going to struggle with scoring, and they haven't reached 80 yet in five games. And I think, like Tommy said, it's kind of a grind-you-out grind game. I mean, we had, what, f- three player, four players scoring double figures, almost had five with Leahy Black having nine. So you had a lot of contributions across the, the way, and I think that's the way this team's going to have to win and win the close games. A lot of players have to contribute a little bit to uh to make things happen you know cole anthony didn't have the best game offensively but you're seeing some consistency from Amando baycott it was good to see robinson back and getting those three-point shots from robinson was was huge i mean that could have been you know one of the big factors of the game was him knocking down three threes and that's going to be huge moving forward for this team the confidence in making those shots and what he brings as a veteran presence And, and then i think brooks was the best player offensively especially in the first half with 16 points finishing with 20 so you got a lot of contributions cross the way, but it's still at times with the turnovers, this team is gonna to struggle to score and that was evident against uh Miami today.
0: Against Alabama man, oh. weren't it? <laughs> it's been that kind of day. Uh Ross and I enjoyed Dickie Vital yes, on press that. Row. I um I didn't get to see a whole lot of the game without Dickie V in my ear asking questions and talking about it. But Greg, you know, Carolina's always played, you know, the, the pretty basketball. I don't think that's going to be the case at all this season That they're going to win games. There will be occasions when, you know, Cole Anthony goes off or somebody else steps up. But I don't see a, a situation where Carolina wins a ton of games pretty this season. They haven't done it yet.
2: Yeah, that's going to be the, the primary issue for this team for sure. I mean, just some, some stats to kind of throw out at you, which I think is amazing. North Carolina, as Ross said, has not topped 80 points yet this year. Uh, first time that's happened in the Roy Williams era. Uh, They have not shot better than 50% from the floor. Uh, That's the first time that's happened since 2012, 2013. Uh, And we talk about this this team shooting 40.8% today, and yeah, that's bad. But coming into today, they were shooting 42.6% through the first four games. So it's not far off. And I think the fact that they had so many guys able to score today is beneficial. Because Cole Anthony, to date, uh, has really just been a volume scorer. And it's not his fault. He's, he's had to because he didn't have that much help. He's shooting below 40% on the season. That is not what you want out of your your star point guard. Uh, but they're able – put it like this. Today they benefited because Alabama wants to run, and yet we're still talking about a game that was 76-67. Uh, and so I think Leaky Black really benefited from being able to get out and, and run some. Uh, they are going to have to force feed the ball down down to the post – uh, Garrison uh, did a good job today. They've had a tough test tomorrow against Michigan in that regard. Uh, Baycott had a really good second half. But they've got to find ways to get out and transition and score. Uh, and, and Ross alluded to it, but you're talking about 20 turnovers. Uh, you are shooting yourself in the foot. And I, I think the storyline positive on the positive front for UNC this season has been despite these offensive woes, they have dominated the glass, like we're used to them seeing. Uh, And that's why, I mean, they had as many offensive rebounds today as as Alabama had defensive rebounds. And so when you're able to – I mean, what was the second chance points, 21, 23-7? So they had a 16-point advantage there and they won by nine. So if North Carolina is not dominating the boards like they have been, uh, they're going to have some trouble. So I'm very curious to see against Michigan and if they're able to win that game – or even if they lose that game against an Oregon team or a Gonzaga team that's a little bit bigger and athletic, uh, that can maybe neutralize the rebounding edge some. How does this Carolina team fare? And uh, I think that's going to be a troubling uh, answer for for Roy at this point in the season.
0: Yeah, when you look at the rebounding stats, I believe uh, Carolina had 60. And they were saying that's the tournament record and, and Alabama only 31. Ross Armando Baycott Uh, you asked Roy Williams about it and talked about him being a consistent guy giving double doubles he he was not pleased with Baycott's first half but when you turn 15 rebounds in that type of ball game I mean he's a freshman we talked to him after the game he talked about getting used to the college game and the, the physicality and all that but the kid has played well it certainly frees Garrison Brooks up to do what Garrison Brooks was able to do in the first half.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at his stat lines. This is Baycott, last three games, you know, double-doubles. And he's been kind of searching for his shot. But he was very efficient today, five for seven. He didn't have a great first half offensively, but was a really active on the boards with 15 rebounds. You know, he's been impressive. I, I thought he's been exactly what UNC needs from him. I think that's what they need from him all season and what you expected from a five-star player. Another stat that's really critical, I thought, the offensive rebounds, 23 offensive rebounds to Alabama's eight. And much of that was... Uh, Baycott and Brooks and even guys like Pierce and Anthony Anthony had seven rebounds as well. So that rebounding This team can rebound very well And I think the two inside players Baycott and Brooks have been have lived up to expectations if not better and, and Brooks is finding himself more offensively and The team's looking for him multiple dunks multiple easy dunks from passes um, From Anthony and those type plays really helped UNC kind of get ahead against Alabama today Um yeah, that was something with you and Dicky V the whole game. If y'all if y'all didn't see it, Dickie V was talking to Tommy the whole time during the game. It's quite the experience, but it's important we talk about that.
0: I hear Dickie V's got a book, a new book, the Mount Rushmore of college of college basketball, let me take a second to talk about JohnnyTshirt dot Of course, our sponsors on this great podcast. A lot of people down here and at the Atlantis this tournament wearing Johnny T shirt gear, Johnny T shirt Carolina gear. Certainly, all your needs and wants at Johnny T shirt and JohnnyTshirt dot com. You're in town on Franklin Street. Go see them you're in Nassau in the Bahamas and need to order something, you can do it at johnnytshirt.com. And, of course, if you're an Inside Carolina Premium subscriber, you've got that 10% off coupon. You can get off the message boards, and it does work online or in person. Uh, Let's stay with Baycott a bit, Greg. And and we talked to Baycott after, and he talked about going up against Brandon Huffman every day in practice, and how that's made him a better player. Um, I'd have to agree that, Uh, seeing uh, Huff walk around this uh, arena and walk around this uh, Atlantis a lot and seeing all the other teams, he's about the biggest guy out here. But Baycott has certainly acknowledged those guys that don't get much playing time, that only get their work in practice, has paid off for Baycott. And it's shown, like Ross said, the last three games.
2: Yeah. And the fact that these guys can come in in the summertime and go through the in the summer pickup games, I think that's a pretty critical aspect as well for these, these guys. That's invaluable for their development. Uh, but you know, Brandon Robinson, um, Brandon Huffman, excuse me. He's a guy that while he's maybe not at a point where he can contribute a lot on the court during the games, uh, he is a guy behind the scenes, a, a great personality for sure. Good, good jokester. Uh, but he has a physical presence and he is a guy that can, uh, test these guys in the post and I think that is you, Armando's issue uh, to me is is he's got to get stronger and Roy's talked about that but too many times he's he's had the ball in his hands and guys are able to knock it out pretty easy uh, that has got to get better by ACC play but if he's able to do that he, he's got such a unique skill set I mean he, he chased down a ball in the corner right in front of us uh, I guess off of a steel maybe oh, leaky black steel yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, he's got to pass it to Cole coming down the lane. And nope, he, he decided to d- two steps and uh, jumped and dunked it. So he's a great athlete, uh, good skill set. He's just got to get stronger. And if he can continue to do that, uh, he'll be fine. And I think the fact that, that he really was more assertive on the glass, I mean, he was good in the first half, but really in the second half, he kind of took some pride in that. I mean, if he if – he, he can give you double-doubles uh, every night, which he should be able to. I don't know, about 15 rebounds. But that complements what Garrison Brooks can do down there so, so well, uh, and it forces you or allows you not to have to rely on Justin Pierce as much as, as a key rotation member. Uh, Pierce, of course, still going to play because we're talking about an eight-man uh, lineup here. But if you have two work, workhorses there in the post, you can really bring in Pierce to do different things.
1: It's not a sexy big man combo, Brooks and Baycott. It's not like you know Henson and Zeller or some of the you know or Hansborough and Deion Thompson. But it seems like they're putting it together and they're doing the dirty work and they're dominating the glass and doing enough. And I think maybe more than we expected offensively.
0: Indeed. Let's turn it a little bit. And uh, Ross, one thing I thought was sort of interesting. We thought Leaky played probably his best game, or it. To me, it looked like he was as aggressive and as assertive as he's ever been. And the first thing out of Roy Williams' mouth um, in the presser said he's got to play better. And first game, if he had first time. And you got a you got Leaky with nine and nine. Um, thought he had more than two steals. Certainly had plenty of deflections. I know how Carolina. Charts those things he'll get positive grades there but i, I thought leaky black and i think that's a guy we talk about cole anthony i think leaky may be the guy that is the second guy for north carolina your thoughts there
1: yeah, i don't think he's ready for that I, I yeah second guard i mean i think he needs to be a lot more aggressive offensively because if you look at him he's the most physically that stands out in terms of his speed and agility and length and size Um, I think he can do a lot more offensively but he got his hands on a lot of balls he got nine rebounds to go with nine points Uh, had a a couple steals a couple of great plays defensively I think he he can be the key for UNC if he can become like maybe that third scorer and a big-time contributor he can be a a huge impact player for UNC and you this I think it's probably his best game uh, to date and he's getting more comfortable you know he played half of the year as a freshman last year and you're You're seeing flashes here and there, but I think you you want more from him offensively to be way more assertive. But I think defensively and and on the boards, he brings a lot, and and they definitely need him. And It looks like Roy went with him ahead of Christian Keeling in the starting lineup, and that kind of tells you something about how Roy feels about him and his contributions.
2: Well, I think we know what Cole Anthony brings to the table. We've already talked about Brooks and and Baycott. And so really what you're looking for at a leaky is kind of to be that glue guy. Uh, and you kind of touched on all the things that he brought brought to the table today, Ross. Uh, but you know, maybe a Theo Pinson from his junior year, a guy that can facilitate, a guy that can be your backup point guard, that can lead the break, uh, that can can really make his teammates better. Um, is he the primary scorer? No. It, can he be the secondary? I, I think that's a that's a tall ask for him. Uh, but he can be a guy that can maybe get you 10 or 12 points when you need it. He can be a guy that can you get five assists or maybe get 10 rebounds, uh, depending on what the team needs. And it's valuable to have a guy like that. I mean, Theo Pinson, uh, he took on a bigger role his senior year. But his junior year, that's kind of what he did. And uh, you know, Marcus Gignard did that on the great teams back 10 years ago. Um, so having that type of player that can fill some gaps is important. But the fact that Leakey – uh, played well on the wing, but he's also your backup point guard. Those are two really important roles, and he did both those pretty well tonight.
1: UNC doesn't have anybody like him physically, no. and he's gonna have to guard some elite players like a Matthew Hurt. He's gonna match up with those guys. You know, he is the six-eight, long wing slash guard, and there's no one else on the lineup that can do what he does defensively. Um, yeah, for Leaky there.
0: Yeah, unless uh, before we. Move ahead to Michigan. Kristen Keeling certainly, uh, we wondered whose playing time would suffer. And at least for one game, Kristen Keeling down at 14 minutes. Brandon Robinson, Greg, uh, you know, he came in, he made his first three, finished four for 11, 12 points. Uh, Again, Roy Williams said he's got to play better. B-Rob said he had to play better. But both Leakey and Garrison and Armando Baycott said that he is a guy they really needed back out there on the floor. And the question is, can he be a guy that scores 12 to 15 to 16 points a game? That remains to be seen. But certainly, if, at least for one day, um, he put up 12 and really helped this team.
2: Yeah, I think 12 is is going to be what you hope to get out of him. Um, if he can knock down some open threes and maybe score in transition, that's that's going to be the key for Brandon. Because I think really what he brings to the table is is valuable leadership, but he's also a very good defensive presence. And I think that's one of the things that that uh, frustrated Alabama today is that Cole Anthony's a good defender. Now you got B Rob out there. Uh, Leakey still has a ways to go defensively, but he's got such incredible length. He's going to frustrate a lot of people. Uh, we know Garrison's a good defender. And so when we're looking at these defensive stats, um, rebounding is a, a key component, but, I mean, uh, Bama shot, what, 38% today? And that's pretty much what opponents have been doing this year. And granted, USC hasn't played the best schedule of, of yet, uh, and we're going to see you know, some much better teams offensively starting tomorrow against Michigan for sure. Uh, So we'll get to kind of test out how good this defense is, but that's what he brings. And so I think more than anything, that's where he can help along with the leadership part. Uh, But again, this is another situation where he's a guy uh, that can maybe give you 10, 12 points on any given night, and that's how this team's going to have to uh, compliment Cole Anthony because he can't be counted on to score 20 points every single night. There's got to be other players to step up, uh, and and tonight was a good example of, of what can happen when those guys do.
0: That'll do it. was going to ask Greg about Michigan, but you guys listening to the podcast can certainly check out Michigan's, uh, the game preview on the website, Michigan 5-0. and 0. They're shooting 53% from the floor. They shoot 53%, and I can tell you North Carolina is going to have to deal with their size because watching them up close against Iowa State, they absolutely bludgeoned Iowa State down low, and of course they have the guards that can play. It'll be an interesting matchup. I think we'll learn more about North Carolina tomorrow in that game than we've learned all year about this team Carolina defeats Alabama moves on to Michigan second round of the Atlantis battle for the Atlantis I believe at 1.30. I guess on ESPN or ESPN 2 for Ross Martin Greg Barnes I am Tommy Ashley you've been listening to the Inside Carolina podcast sponsored by johnnytshirt.com
2: thanks for listening to another podcast from insidecarolina.com brought to you by johnnytshirt.com where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.